Good morning and welcome to the podcast, the Staff Lounge Podcast. We today are here to chat about a couple of important things. And and the important thing to know beforehand is time changes everything, right? Instruction is instruction, but how you go about introducing and working through your instruction is kind of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about themes, the importance of themes, how we or you use themes, um, unitizing, what that really means in the traditional sense and what it means kind of as it's morphed into present day. And we're going to start off with some this or that. Yeah, so this is called this or that. And I'm just going to propose two things and we're going to choose which one we prefer. Okay. And they're going to be school related. So first one, um, pencils, wooden or mechanical? Wooden. Yeah. Uh, Ticonderoga wooden. Click, 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 (laughs) click. I wish I had a, you know. Oh, here. Oh, I yeah. hate that. I hate that too. And then um, also with the spilling of the lead. And oh, but I have to clean up my lead. Um, does anybody uh, have point five? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So for sure, a uh, wooden. <laughs> All right. Uh, tables or desks? Tables. Me too. I really like tables. Um, however, I do want to say I hate it when I go into a classroom, like I'm getting a room and it has furniture and the tables don't match and yeah. they're all different sizes and that's kind of a pain. At least with desks, they're generally the same size. But anyway, I prefer tables um, for sure. I prefer tables because decades ago, I had a student who had needles in his desk oh, and lovely. we were not allowed to check his desk because it was his space, kind of like a backpack. You were not a, so I was like, no, that's it. I'm getting tables. And these cubbies are my space that I'm renting to you. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Staples or pushpins? Ew, staples. Mm, I like pushpins, except that kids can take them out and then poke people. Well, they take staples out too, but I like the cleanliness of it, like the. It's not ends sticking out everywhere. That makes sense to me. It's my OCD. I get it. (laughs) Um, Oh, but wait. But I like to start with a push pin so I can make sure the letters are straight. Yeah, uh uh-huh. However, I did. (gasps) I didn't tell you about this. Hmm. I did see a new way that people are putting up letters and having them straight. How? They line it up against the edge of their their table, like... Put the letters all uh-huh. along the bottom, and then they use blue painter's tape, yeah. and they pff, tape seen across that. and then stick it up. That blue painter's tape will come off of paper pretty easily. Dude, I'm telling you, painter's tape is the way to go. It is. It's magical. Um, when it comes to pens, do you like a gel pen or a felt tip? <sighs> Depends on what I'm doing. I mm. love, love, love gel pens, but when I'm doodling... It's felt all the way. Yeah, I really like a felt tip pen. Mm-hmm. I like to grade with it. I like to doodle with it. The only thing I don't, um, like when I am doing sewing projects and stuff, I like a gel. I like the really neat lines when I'm planning. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Um, I only like felt tips because they're so bright and precise. They are. And I like to buy the brand new set of them every school year, even though they're a little pricey. Yeah, I I, I'm not. I'm not that way. But um, 
last one, and I think this could be a podcast, though not today. Ooh, yes. I think there's plenty of research out there, and there's a lot of discussion. It's a hot topic. Ooh. Homework. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. See, I'm a no person. I think we could have a big old talk about that. Well, put that on our docket. Yep. I have been looking for some good articles about it, too, with some talking points. But, uh, and last one, spirit days. Do you like them or not? When I used to be the student council representative, sponsor, whatever you call it, at your building, I loved them because the kids were so excited about them. Our meetings about them, everybody from kindergarten through sixth grade, so engaged in the topic. But as a teacher, ugh, I hate them. Because the kids are like, so just you know, stuff is itchy, stuff is smearing, stuff is, it's like, oh God. So mine kind of has a caveat too. Like overall, I would say no, I do not like spirit days, mm-hmm. but I did like them further back in time when it was like, oh, it's beach day. Mm-hmm. We can read a beach book. We can do beach math. We can do some beach science, you know, and now you're just kind of supposed to do the spirit day, but kind of ignore it and like incorporate, you know, still proceed on as if things are normal. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Things are not normal when your hair is done up and you are wearing a funny costume. Like, it's not normal. Yeah. So, that's my caveat. Um, and that brings us right into our conversation about unitizing because, or, or theme. Um, I'm just going to say, guys, these are very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found that out as just you and I were discussing what are we going to talk about. Yeah. And why don't you describe what a theme is, and I'll, then I'll describe what the unit part So is. when I think of a classroom theme, I'm thinking, like, at the beginning of the year when you're setting up your classroom and you decide, you know what, I'm going to have a overarching theme to my year, and it's going to be superheroes. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying that because mine has been superheroes for a couple of yep. years. Mm-hmm. And that would mean, like, my behavior program, whatever I do has to do with superheroes. They're... Uh, their little individual schedules are superheroes. My calendar is superheroes. You know, like kind of an overarching thing for the year <laughs> that I can use. Um, you know, they're my superhero students. You know, that's just kind of okay. um, what I did. But that's also like such theme is such a big word because it could also mean like, hey, October is going to be fall theme. We're doing fall and all month everything's going to have to do with fall. You right. Know? So when I think of theme, in my case, I think of my overall year-long theme I'm going to use to tie things together for not the academics in my classroom, but like things like behavior and daily routines and things like that. So my example of that is something I just actually was working on this morning. Um, And everybody knows I've retired, but I'm now teaching at a Catholic school. Right. And my theme this year is Rules Rock, and it's all about the Ten Commandments. Nice! And so I have these little, they look like stone tablets, and that's going to be my numbers when I name number table groups. We're using the stones of the stone tablets. And um, when you start the school year and you talk about establishing your working guidelines or your Mm -hmm. classroom rules, well, one of the things I have to teach throughout the year is the Ten Commandments. And so our classroom rules are going to be like our commandments. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that's going to be an ex- that's a, yeah, good, that's example a good example of my theme. Yeah, and um, you know, themes are probably like a classroom theme is probably more often used in primary grades, mm-hmm. I would say. And I have seen ocean classrooms and mm-hmm. Lego classrooms and construction equipment. You know, like I'm thinking yeah. of some preschool and kindergarten rooms I've seen. Our third grader, our third grade teacher, is using like the jungle theme. So yep. her alphabet has all these different leaves, mm-hmm. and you know, it's green. When I took over a class one year or moved into a room in the fall, the previous teacher had obviously had like a Finding Nemo theme. Like everything was Finding Nemo. It's just something to kind of tie stuff stuff together. And some people just use it as decoration. Mine, it was not decoration. Like, you know, I make sure that my expectations and everything is tied to it. Um, But that's one example of how, like, that's a big theme, an overarching theme. Now, my son down in Vegas, uh, his theme is camping. Yeah. So remember uh, the summer when we were working in his room, like it was logs or a campfire. And or little squirrels and chipmunks. Squirrels, chipmunks. Yeah. Little yeah. tents, little things that were related to camping. And when we talk about theme versus unit, a unit would be something that you would... We're teaching ecosystems, and our math this month is all about, you know, maybe measurement of how much water we're watering our plants with, uh, plant growth. We have story problems relating to the rainforest. We have um, uh, reading and comprehension questions or journaling related to the unit of ecosystems. Right. It's... A unit that then you box up, put away, and you get another unit. Yeah, classroom theme would generally be the whole school year, but units would be maybe a month or a quarter, depending right. on you know what grade level you are and how your um, school days are arranged. And back in the day, we used to be able to teach through units. You yeah. would have big plastic tubs with your, you know, animal print unit or Mm -hmm. animals unit and you would have maybe parts of a bear skin or caribou or moose and you could tactile you know feel the difference between their fur or Or identify them by their footprint yeah or if you were like a kindergarten teacher you might have your eric carl month where everything was about you know his books and those animals and how to paint like eric carl and how to do all of that jan brett and her artistic borders um before we talk more about units, one more thing about classroom themes is that it generally should be for the year and you should be trying to incorporate it. Like it isn't just, it shouldn't just be a decoration. You right. should be calling upon it. Like things that you choose to put up in your room should have a purpose. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes you just need to change it. Last year um, was a weird year, mm-hmm. right? We were Partially virtual pandemic. and then we were back. Yeah. And when we came back, my students were kind of like superheroes, meh. We like among us. And so I had to kind of shift gears because they needed some new motivation. Right. Because it was hard coming back to school when they could be in their PJs all day playing video games, right? Right. So we ended up doing an among us theme and just slapped it up with our superheroes and mm-hmm. you know, so I mean yeah. that is okay to do. Right. You know, all of those things are always Everything you know, okay. we talk about really needs to be through the lens of if it works this year, 
It may not work next year, or maybe it's going to work for the first month, but then it doesn't work for the rest of the year. And yep. you really, that's what teaching is all about. It's being flexible. It's being kind of always, you know, you're the person who's in charge and you have a plan, but every single day, 25 to 29 or 15 or whatever, kids come in with their own agenda. Yep. And I think it's important to remember it isn't about us at all. Nope. Like, we have to be willing, as the adults, to scrap something that maybe we worked really hard on, right? Right, right. But if it's not working for the kids, there is no point in trying to force it just for yourself. Yeah. Because you're just going to lose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You realize very quickly in education that you're like the prison guard who's outnumbered by the prisoners. (laughs) At any moment, they could revolt and you might be in trouble. Yeah, and you might just need to change what you're doing to make it a little easier on everyone. So in the timeline of unitizing, we used to talk about and we used to have units, as I Mm -hmm. said. And then it became, the focus became more on, hey, one class is doing this math and one class is doing that math. So districts and education in a whole kind of took a pendulum shift and the units became, well, your science kit. And you got a kit in our district. It was once a quarter. Mm -hmm. And then it was now like three times a year Um, because of funding. Science is losing its grip. Yeah, for sure. um, And so... We've gone away from being able to teach a unit and something that maybe you're even passionate about or that the kids are going to be excited about. And now it's like, are you on the same page as your neighbor reading this book? Yeah. You know. However, I do know that people who are really passionate or driven to do so have still been able to do units. It's just more work, you know, because like your reading is kind of, at least when it was Houghton Mifflin, I'm Mm -hmm. not even sure now with the new program here in Anchorage. But like I remember one unit, one whole theme was like adventure or something. And so then I would try to tie in you know, other things. I would do the math lesson I was supposed to, but then maybe I would add on, you know, a few problems that related more to what we were doing. Like you just have, but it's more work. It's something else you need to do. And here's the big part of that. You have to, I mean, when we're talking about teaching, there's this thing called fidelity. And when you're teaching with fidelity, sometimes you have to take what you think as a person out of it and be like, yep. this says I need to spend 15 minutes. I, I need, need to spend 15 minutes. minutes. I, I need, need to then shift, shift to here. And, and sometimes when you're learning a curriculum, a new style is introduced and you have to put your own favorites away and teach yeah. with fidelity. And, and that fidelity is the part where you give up your professional decisions and you go with what the book says or the publisher or the district in some instances. And as soon as you've had a couple of years giving in to the system, (laughs) then it's easier to pull some of what you know into it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is one. Timing is critical. Timing is critical. And you need to give yourself the time as the teacher to learn that new curriculum, but then be able to incorporate other things in. 
Yeah, it's hard. And for new teachers, like I would definitely say, like you need to be learning the curriculum first. Well, and I will say, um, when I first started teaching, I'll never forget it because my very first year as a teacher was our school was piloting everyday math, the brand new curriculum. Nobody else had it. And we still had these old textbooks where it was like 50 problems of mm-hmm. double digit edition and everybody kept looking over at it and being like, you know, but I know this works. Can we? And I was like the total green newbie. And I was like, that's not what we're supposed to use. I put that stuff away. I may have even moved it out of my room. And I was like teaching with fidelity this everyday math program. And one of the things that people didn't like about it is that you're moving on to the next topic and the kids may not have mastered it. But you know what? The magic of every day was that they spiraled back to it. Mm -hmm. And so it built on. I'll never forget my first year of standardized testing. The kids were like, oh, well, we haven't got to that yet. We don't, we can't do this part of the test. Everyday math totally changed their minds. You know what? After a year or two of being in this and realizing, the kids literally were like, Oh, I have seen that. (laughs) I remember we started this, and I think this is where we go with this next step. It totally changed their attitudes. There were some of my teaching partners who were like, Yeah, but. It's everyday math. I really like this. And they kept pulling from it. And it took them almost a decade. Like, we were almost ready to shift into go math. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hmm, maybe this is, maybe there's something to be said about this. And so that's my personal experience with, like, teach it with fidelity. Get to know it. I mean, math boxes were this thing where there was five problems of this, five problems of that on one page, and it was about 25 problems. And I, at one point, got to know it so well that I cut all of the one kind of problem out of those and just made a sheet of them. And, well, that made grading difficult because all the answers were on different sections, (laughs) and you're not cutting the page numbers off with each one. That's a whole other story. But... There is something to be said about teaching with fidelity and putting your units away, but I am a unitized person. Yes. I love it. And one of the things that is cool about teaching with units is the kids don't see math as a, we put everything else away and we just crank out some numbers. They really can learn that, gosh, I can read this newspaper article There's actual graphs and math in it. There's actual history. We can pull out this historical document that also relates to this, and we can journal about it. We can read, write, and do math all in the same umbrella of this unit, and it kind of broadens the kids' perception of, like, subjects. You know what I mean by that? Um, technology has really helped some teachers with it because you know what? You don't put everything away, get your floppy disk and let's go to the lab, right? Right. Just crank out some (laughs) typing. You're really aging yourself. I know. I know. (laughs) And people who have listened to us for a while, remember my floppy disk thing. Um, but you know, technology 
the kids should have a one-to-one, in my opinion. Yeah, We should be sure. able to open that Chromebook, and we should be able to read this article and type up a response. Or pull up the the Olympic data of metal count, and let's apply it to a chart. I mean, sorry, I got fired up about that. <laughs> I love unitizing. It, that's the moral of my story. Yeah, I, um, I mean, a little plug for special ed in that a, a classroom like mine... Um, I, I still can, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, it also, it makes it hard at times because I do not have a set curriculum. Right. Like I need to kind of make things, but I can, you know, choose a unit. Like I can say, Hey, we're going to learn about the solar system. Cause that's what you're interested in. And we're going to go from there. Right. You know? Um, so that, it, you know, a little plug. It's cool. Yeah. Little freedom left. Not much left in our education world. There's not. Um, And that is going to drive our next topic when we talk next week. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk summer school. Yes. And just as kind of a little introduction, um, why don't you talk about the differences in summer school? Well, that'll be part of that topic. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. We'll talk about that. We're not going to add summer school to this. No, but some summer schools do unitize. They do. And that's yeah. where I was going with that. Yeah, some do. We will talk about that. Yeah. Unitizing is a financial burden on the teacher. Yes. So is creating a theme because yes. schools do not provide those things. Nope. And that is why you are going to go into some classrooms and they are not going to have a theme. Their walls are not going to have a lot of stuff on it. They, they're not going to have that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Financing. Yeah, I mean, teaching is a financial burden in general on the teacher. I mean, we are buying, I have already bought supplies for this school year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we end up buying Kleenex and the wipes and we buy, um, man, so much stuff on Teachers Pay Teachers. We talked about that last time we spoke. Yep. I mean, I spent hundreds on Teachers Pay Teachers last year. Classroom library. Some some schools give you some books, but otherwise, if you want books in your classroom, you need to go garage sailing and go buy some books. Yep. I mean, it all costs money, but all of that theme stuff. I mean, you need to and that's on purchase your own. it. Yeah, yeah you're finding it. Um, Reallygoodstuff.com is my go-to theme and unit. But even place. like bulletin board borders, even the plain ones, mm-hmm. the school doesn't give that to you. Nope. I mean, even the stuff that is cheap and looks cheap, they don't give that to you. No, they, they don't. They don't give you the the paper to use in your classroom. I mean, really, we, we're purchasing most everything. Yeah. You see the meme of government-funded classroom, yeah. teacher-funded classroom, and it's legit. It's totally true. Yeah. Totally true. Let's end on a good note. Okay. I love unitizing. I'm, I know, and maybe you'll get to do it a little more now at your new job. I'm going to. Yeah. I am going to get to. Good. Um, not only that, but I'm so excited because I found out that my social studies curriculum is colonial America. Nice. And you know me and my colonies. Yes, you can do I a lot. I love my little pilgrims. I have these little flannel things that the kids wear that, oh my gosh, they're collared. And whenever we're doing social studies, they'll have their little collars on. It's adorable. I make them write in Old English. Oh, my goodness. I I haven't even thought about mine yet. Are you going to use Among Us still, or are you changing it up? I don't know. I don't know. (gasps) 
Um, I am. St- You're still on summer break. I s- yeah, I mean, because as we've mentioned before, like we're doing some recording before school has started. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this will air once school has started. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still have all of my Among Us stuff. I don't know if Among Us is still cool. It is good. Um, but I also have all my superhero things. I had planned. I had thought last year would be my last superhero year because some of those students have had it twice. Yep. But um, if this is my last year teaching, I'm not doing something brand new. Yeah. Because it's a lot of money and a lot of time. Because I hand draw all of my pieces. Yep. So I know. Yeah. So we'll see. Felt markers. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. Maybe I won't even do an overall theme. I haven't decided. I know. You know what? Um, I'm just going to do a little shout out to my OCD. (laughs) If I make that kind of a drastic change, it literally would drive me nuts walking into my room every day. If you're used to doing a theme and you all of a sudden are like, I'm not doing a theme. (gasps) I'll have something. I just haven't decided. Well, we look forward to hearing what your updated theme is going to be. Yeah, it'll probably still be superheroes because I do feel that there's a lot of qualities to superheroes that you can pull upon throughout the school year. Yeah. You know, but... um, It's great because everybody has a superpower. Yeah, and that's what I talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, because some of my students, um, other people may not think they have strengths, but they do. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I've always gone with the superheroes. It's a cool SEL tie. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us today. You're welcome. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye.